It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, we wrap up our free agent offseason series by taking a look at some safeties and corners the Eagles could add next week. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles. Your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. We're your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and we thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day on any podcast platform, Monday through Friday, in video form on YouTube. And we're on Twitter, as always, talking birds, at Birds at DiBiase-L-O-E, and at GC24 underscore football. It's a Saturday edition of the show two days away from the tampering window opening up across the NFL in free agency, which officially begins on Wednesday, the 16th. But again, you're going to hear most of the news, Gino, on Monday and Tuesday with who the Eagles sign on both sides of the football. We've hit on wide receiver, on linebacker, edge rusher. You know, the main positions that the Eagles are going to try to spend a lot of money at this offseason. And today, we're going to continue that with the defensive backfield. And I think you talk about safety, you talk about corner, it's two spots Maybe corners more focus on the draft, but it's two spots this offseason that they're going to want to add young prospects to or proven players because the defensive side is the area where they need the most talent infusion for sure. So they're going to do stuff at both of these spots. They better. I've been asking for four years for this one is your of these podcast, guys, man, because we got to get you a safety now. I mean, we don't have Malcolm Jenkins in his prime and Rodney McLeod in his prime anymore. And we don't have Rodney McLeod currently on the roster. We don't have Anthony right. Harris currently on the roster. All we have is Marcus Epps and Kevon Wallace, and he can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And we have no idea what he is still. So, yeah. And then Andre Chassery, I think they have signed him to an extension or is an exclusive rights free agent. And he's a great special teamer, but I don't expect him to be on the field. They need a pure game changer in the defensive secondary, Lou. We saw how great the addition of Darius Slay was at that cornerback position, right? But since then, what have they added to that defensive secondary? We talked about that great safety class, right? And we walked away with Kevon Wallace. We were waiting to see what he would do, and we're still waiting to see what he would do. Him and Davian Taylor, respectively, have huge seasons coming up. But this safety pool, Lou, boy, oh, boy, do they have a chance to really hit home in a market where there is so many of these guys in a position where usually it goes underpaid. Outside of the sure. top guys, yeah, that's a good the point. safety position really is almost like the bargain bin position, which people, I hate to tell you, it might be the second most important position. That's on why the I don't field understand why, star edge rusher. 
yeah, that's why I don't understand why the money is so low when it comes to safety. It's not like running back where you can just match mm-hmm. that. I mean, you've seen with the Eagles, they've struggled the past couple of years after Malcolm Jenkins left to really get, you know, they haven't been killed by safety the last two years. But, you know, like you said, outside of the big move with Darius Slay, they really didn't need to make any crazy moves, especially at safety, because they had Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod. Mm-hmm. And then they moved Jalen Mills last year to safety and or two years ago. And then you bring in, you know, some stuff stop gaps like an Anthony Harris, uh, you know, buy low option you hope meets that 2019 form, which he didn't. So they've been getting by, and especially with Gannon's defense last year, they didn't really utilize the position as much as Jim Schwartz did. But as you said, this is such an important position that can wear so many hats. It can be such a perfect, you know, um, diffuser for offense. When you see these Debo Samuel types, these versatile weapons, you need that as well. It can be at linebacker or safety where these guys can do what, you know, we were accustomed to have Malcolm Jenkins do it and just play all over the field, that Swiss army knife. And, you know, the draft, I like a lot of the talent, but you know, after Kyle Hamilton in the first round where the Eagles are picking 15, 16 and 19, I don't see another guy worth one of those picks maybe at 51st overall, but I think safety, especially when you cut, when it comes to the needs the Eagles have this year, I think that's the one you can almost guarantee they're going to do most of their damage in free agency, or at least that's the way I see it. If they're going to throw one big contract in free agency, I would put my money on it being safety. Yeah. Yeah. I think you made a ton of great points there and I want to kind of touch on a couple of them and going back to the idea of, no, we don't have a Malcolm Jenkins. I go to Jason Kelsey, right? And I say, to the people that say, okay, if you draft Tyler Linderbaum, he's going to sit behind Kelsey. But they didn't draft a guy to sit behind Rodney McLeod or Malcolm Jenkins, and now we're in this reactive state. We're in this state where we kind of have to shell out a Rodney McLeod 2015-type contract to a player of that sort because they don't have anybody riding the bench, learning the ways. Yeah, they have Marcus Mm. Epps, who's probably one of the better third safeties in the NFL. And I think he has a spot on this roster. Kavon Wallace can do a lot of things, but he has to be on the field. Going to the Debo Samuel idea, Lou, a safety of that sort almost is the perfect diffuser, like you said, because a player of that caliber is lining up in the backfield. He's lining up in the slot. Sometimes he lines up out wide. Darius Slay's a good tackler, but not every cornerback is Darius Slay. Not every cornerback can take down a Debo Samuel. Not every cornerback is willing to tackle. That's why safeties, yeah, they have to be great in the air and defending the back half of the field. But at the same time, he's a plus one for you if he could come down and tackle. I thought they've had a real good insurance policy with Rodney McLeod the last few years because he's one of the better tacklers at the position. But if you don't re-sign him even for one year, Who's yeah. going to be that guy? You might need two guys. I mean, I would like mm-hmm. to bring back McLeod on a, you know, team friendly one year deal. I think he'd be willing to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought he was really efficient at the end of the year when he was on a snap count. I thought he got a lot better. His DVOA was really actually good at the end of the year. So I'm okay with that kind of move. But regardless of what you do with, you know, bringing back McLeod, the steps that Epps or Wallace could take, maybe a second round pick that you select as well, you got to make at least one big splash, you know. And the big name that is going to hit the open market is another New Orleans Saints safety. It's Marcus Williams. The Saints decided not to franchise tag him. They cleared up a good amount of space today. I think it was like 16 to $18 million with a restructure of uh, Marcus Lattimore. So they have more money to spend, but 
Williams now can choose where he wants to go. And Gino, I, I would dip my hands right back into that same safety pool. It worked out last time. And I think Williams would be the perfect player. If you're going to get one big name free agent, from edge rusher receiver like Allen Robinson or you know Chandler Jones the Eagles had reported interest in or Marcus Williams I might pick Williams to be the favorite or the guy I would want the most they don't have a Devontae Smith at the safety position no that makes my decision a lot easier. or a Josh Sweat they don't even have a right. Josh Sweat at that position in particular Lou I I think Marcus Williams has had the most connection to Philadelphia, but I've made a list of several guys here who really interest me. And you know, this is my position. If they're going that route where they want to sign a guy for four or five years, like they did Rodney, you have, I have a list here, four guys that I would target that are all under the age of 26. Marcus Williams is 26 years old, just turned 26, be in the prime of his career from now until 30. Mm. Ronnie Harrison, That's another guy that we talked about coming out of the draft that we're like, okay, he could be one of those guys that could be a good second safety. He might take that reign and run with it, much like a guy like Jordan Whitehead who's on the outs in Tampa because they don't have the money, and Justin Reed as well out of Houston. All of those guys really do what you want. I think Justin Reed might be one of the best tacklers at the safety position. You can get the 2020 Justin Reed. That's going to be a good player. But I'm looking at that, right, Lou, like the age for this group, as opposed to corner where I'm like, yeah, you could kind of go young. You can kind of make a case to go a little old if you want to draft a guy early, let him sit. But safety, like you said, if you don't land Kyle Hamilton, Jaquan Brisker's great, Daxton Hill's great, but these guys, they're going to come in as sub-package players right away. They're not going to be an instant impact, single high type of player. And the last point I want to go back to on what you said, Lou, was the idea of utilizing the safeties less again in scheme than they did with Jim Schwartz. I think that was primarily out of personnel reasons because Rodney sure. is as good as he is and good as he was down the stretch. Isn't the rangy safety he was in St. Louis when you no. had that great hit on the wide receiver. I can never remember who it is. Everybody remembers that viral clip. They have two guys right now that are really good at quarters too high safety But if you want to really be three-dimensional and play a robber-style role where you could drop a Kavan or Marcus Epps underneath to defend the crossers, you need a guy who can range sideline to sideline. Marcus Williams can do it. Ronnie Harrison can do it. Jordan Whitehead and Justin Reed all can do it, in my opinion. And four guys, as opposed to a market like wide receiver where Mike Williams got tagged, Mari Cooper just got traded. Those guys might get bumped up. This safety market, I said it the other day, you might be in a bidding war against nobody because there's so many options. You could fall in love with a guy, and he might not be a team's cup of tea. But in Philadelphia, the Eagles have to sample any cup of tea at this point. They really need guys that can go out there and play. And I look in that category of player to come in. If you want to go the older route, there are some guys too that I wouldn't mind taking for two to three years. Quandre you Diggs. Do, yep. Yeah. Quandre uh, Diggs May. I had. Marcus May and Jaquiski Tart from yeah. I uh, like San, Tart from, from San, Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, second round pick a while back. I, I think Jaquiski Tart would be a good player. You know, a guy that can definitely play in the box. Um, but I would prefer, Gino, you know, I'm with you. I would prefer more of the, even if it's not Marcus Williams, uh, Justin Reed is a name that has actually been tied with the Eagles. It was um, John McMullen, one of the Eagles beat reporters last week said two of the biggest things he heard among inside circles when it comes to the Eagles, a lot of it had to do with their interest in an edge rusher in the draft, specifically 
David Ajabo was a name that mm-hmm. was brought up a few times. And then the other thing was the Eagles' interest in Justin Reed. And so, again, you got to bring in – even, yeah, if they can bring in one of those veteran safeties, that's fine. They need help. And, again, veterans are part right. of a rebuild. If you can get a 28-year-old Marcus May on a team-friendly deal because he's coming off an injury, I'm cool with that. And then you draft a Jalen Petrie in the second round, and that's your young player. That's cool. But, you know, I you got to add one of those young guys that can be here for a while because, as you mentioned, you don't have a young Devontae Smith, Josh Sweat type of staple player at this position. And it's uh, despite the money that doesn't really go to this spot, it's it's very important. And I look at the Darius Slay situation at corner, right? Like you could see him being here two to three more years minimum right. at the level of play he's at. Mm-hmm. You don't even have a guy at safety that you could say that about, right? So that's why I'm okay going the veteran route at corner to get a high-profile pl- player that can play that cornerback two position. But at safety, Lou, let's say Tyron Matthew like sits around on the market for a bit and they missed out on their top guy. I'd be fine with signing him to like a two-year deal, but then you have to guarantee me you get Woods yeah. in the draft. Then you, get that doesn't mean you don't Petrie. take a safety until the right. fifth round. Yeah. That's that's where I stand on it. And I'm kind of like, okay, let's measure twice, cut once, and hit on that first cut. And I want that first cut, that first paycheck, to be to one of these safeties. Because you can't look at what Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod did to mm-hmm. this organization over the past five years and say it's not important. Rodney McLeod and Malcolm Jenkins are a big reason you won that Super Bowl. Arguably the top reason you won that Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, Malcolm Jenkins doesn't take out Brandon Cooks. I mean, I don't know what happens in that game. And he shadowed James White a whole lot of the time in that Mm -hmm. game too, a versatile running back. So, and the other thing, Gino, is like if you're going to sign a 28 to 30-year-old safety, I'd also like to be confident that he'll be here for – you know, because Darius Slay Mm -hmm. right now is pushing 30, but I'm still confident he's going to be here for a while, right? So I got to know that. And with guys like Marcus May, Quandre Diggs, like they have a, a long injury history. And so maybe there's value there. You can buy low. Like Walter Thurman was like that when the Eagles mm-hmm. brought him in in 2015. And he actually did yeah. have a good year that season at safety. But, you know, I, I got I to know that this is a long-term player still, at least, you know, over two years. And so that's why I would prefer more of a Marcus Williams, Justin Reed. or So, yeah, I'm with you, man. If they're going to take one of those veterans, guarantee me they get a prospect in the draft. I think corner is a little bit different when it comes to their approach in free agency compared to safety. We'll get into cornerback options coming up next right here on Locked on Eagles. It's our free agent option series, and we're ending things with the defensive backfield. And guys, today's show is sponsored by Bet Online. It's the time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info, and it's not just college basketball. You've got the NBA playoffs coming up. You've got the NHL playoffs coming up, NFL offseason props, free agency, the draft. It's a great time to be a sports fan. It's a great time to use your money at BetOnline.net, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Head over to the website today. It's BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into the Saturday edition of Locked On Eagles. Thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. And make sure your second listen is the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked on experts covering the biggest stories across the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available where you get your shows. It's a free agent option series that we are wrapping up today on the podcast, talking about the defensive backfield. We're trying to finally get Geno a safety. I mean, he's been talking about this since 2019 with Nazir Adderley and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and Darnell Savage. And each year, the Eagles have just kind of been the – I don't know. Is complacent the right word? Maybe just uh, they haven't felt rushed because they had McLeod and Jenkins for so long. Um, and then they tried to buy low. I got the logic last year with Anthony Harris, you know, two years before he was PFF's highest graded safety, but it didn't work out. And this year they need to do more than just a one-year contract or a fourth round pick in Kavon Wallace. We had some hope for those different moves, but they got to make something big happen at safety. When it comes to cornerback, Gino, I feel like it's a little bit different because, again, you don't have a Darius Slay at safety. You don't even have an Avante Maddox at safety. At corner, you do have those two staples for multiple years now. They're on contracts that guarantee they're here for a couple years. And so with that and the NFL draft with all the picks you have, I'm not like, okay, you have to go throw money at J.C. Jackson or Stephon Gilmore. I think you can do more of a stopgap type of move for a year or two while your rookie, maybe like a Tariq Woolen in the second round or a 19th overall develops, trying to will that into existence. You know, something like that, I think, at corner is probably more realistic. It might be bringing back Steven Nelson, but I don't know if he would want to come back. And you might be able to do better. I totally agree. I think the way that they approach the Steven Nelson move was the right way to go about it. Mm. The execution just wasn't there. He wasn't the player that really fit for them. And now I look at what they have. They have a really young core at that second cornerback position that does have to develop. They drafted Zach in the fourth round last year. You got guys like Tay Gawan that they traded for. Kari Vincent's another guy in this whole defensive backfield situation that we really have to think about. Maybe he does take a leap and could be a, a chess piece in there as a rotational guy. But they don't have a true number two corner as we sit here. And like you said, Lou, you could draft a guy at 15, 16, or 19, right? Mm -hmm. But in my opinion, much like safety, if you don't get Kyle Hamilton there, if you don't get Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Even with like a guy like Kyer Elam or Andrew Booth, like they're going to be good players. Trent McDuffie's been a big name too. Trent McDuffie too, yeah. Is that worth one of those picks? Is it worth it to sit there and take them if you do sign a player? that is 28, 29 years old to play for at least next year while that player develops. And maybe you kind of have a get out of jail free card signing a guy like that. And I know you and I have been fond of the idea of signing a guy like Levi Wallace, who isn't Mm going to be back in Buffalo, but he's coming off of that second contract. I think they gave him a contract extension off of his first one coming off of that second contract maybe he wants a prove it deal right that's a perfect example of a player that they could go for like steven nelson this year might have been the right move but steven nelson wasn't the right guy but the execution is i and you personally want a top corner in this class mm-hmm. so you need somebody there that could show them the way of that cornerback to position 
and let Darius Slay and Avante Maddox do what they have to do. <laughs> Excuse me. You don't yeah. have a top guy like Slay, like we've been saying. You just need somebody that could come in at cornerback number two, play meaningful minutes, and not make one side of the field be an easy target. That's yeah. really what they have to make out of that second position. And at the same time, I'm not trying to say, like, I want to just do a Band-Aid move at cornerback. No, I want no. there to be a long-term legitimate corner. I want them to invest, finally, a legit first-round draft pick in a corner. Um, that, But again, my focus more is on the draft. Like, I really want to come mm. away. Unlike safety, I want to come away with one of those top I want Marcus Williams at corner. It's more, can I get one of those prospects on day one? And I like a few of the guys on day two. And I just think there's some good options here in the free agent pool at corner where you can bring in a guy that, you know, could start for a year, but also it is kind of a good insurance policy. Like if you brought in a Levi Wallace, or I think you mentioned too, before the show, um, who was the other guy? Witherspoon, correct? Yeah, Akello Witherspoon. Yeah, uh, on another twenty-six-year-old. I mean, Mike Hughes. just somebody that could be more than a stopgap because you know mm-hmm. Stephen Nelson's not a. Yeah, Mike Hughes, a former first-round draft pick. You know, dare I say, bring back Razul Douglas, who would fit more in this defense. He's on the list, brother. Yeah, I mean, Razul would he would actually fit, and he's coming off the best year of his career. I man, I would love that. I mean, just somebody though that has a little more potential, just in case, like you mentioned, if Derek Stingley and Ahmad Gardner are not there, I don't know. I like Andrew Booth. I, I think Kyrie Elam's kind of getting lost in the fold here. I, I love Tariq Woolen, but the Eagles, though, knowing the way they work, they probably wouldn't force a pick there. And I also look at what Jonathan Gannon wants in his corners. And there's a former Jonathan Gannon cornerback that I have on this list. If they went that route where they maybe they sign just a, a 32-year-old to kind of lead the way for that young group there, and then maybe halfway through the year you could start to get those young guys in. Xavier Rhodes, Luke, big yeah. guy, can play outside, has the length. I look at a player like Jason Verrett who he's not going to be re-signed on the West Coast. Could you sign a player like that that could play for half a season? Or even a guy like Chris Harris, Lou. Why not? Like, why not try to see if you can upgrade there? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, keep your options open for the Mike Hughes. I really like Akello Weatherspoon. I think he fits what Gannon wants to do very well. So you do have the optionality there, though. But don't let that Band-Aid cloud truly what's underneath the surface, which you and I also have said outside of safety too, they need to get a corner. They need to draft one. I know you want to set yourself up so you don't have to force a pick, but at the same time, I don't want you to get complacent. Proactive. Okay. We've got Xavier Rhodes now, so we're good. Like I I don't want that. And I feel like last year that was kind of the move like Eric Wilson, a linebacker. Okay. We don't Mm -hmm. have to do anything else or Anthony Harris at safety. It's finding that middle ground that even Howie talked about last uh, two weeks ago. And I think he's come around to that idea too. And I I really think his biggest thing with the defense is helping out the coordinator. And uh, I read, um, I think it's one of the anonymous scouts of uh, that are on Twitter. He said he he saw Jonathan Gannon's install and he said, there's a lot of new ideas that are going to be brought to that defense. And it's very thick Vic Fangio esque. And if you've seen a Vic Fangio defense, Lou, you know, these guys got to be versatile and play multiple positions. So regardless, if they sign a cornerback too, they're going to be asked to play in a slot at times. They're going to be asked to play man. They're going to be asked to play zone. They have to be able to do a lot of that. And 
don't just get fit into that narrative that we need man-to-man corners, which we kind of did last year, because Steven Nelson wasn't that guy. If you do get a guy that is good in zone, play zone on that side. So find guys that kind of match well together. And if you do sign a high-profile safety, it'll kind of take that ease off of that secondary where, yeah, you might be able to go a little cheaper there, but still invest assets in the draft. Double dip positions, Lou. I think corner is a very deep class this year. Edge and safety could be one where they're saying, okay, we got to land three guys in the defensive backfield this year. Because if they do sign, let's say, a guy like Xavier Rhodes, for example, right? Like you said, that's a one-year deal. You're going to have him here just to kind of help out, and maybe he doesn't even make it through the season because one of the young guys steps up. That's the situation I want to be in. I want competition to really yeah. rule that spot. Ultimately, right. and, on the defense, it should at, yeah. at CB2. And, and I would like to have that corner, though, again. May, I mean, I'm good with that, especially if you if the Eagles are like, we really want to come away with a corner in the first or second round. I really like that strategy. But again, you know, some of the other names you mentioned that are a little younger, you know, you don't need to bring in a dude that could be your potential CB1 because you do have the draft. You do have Darius Slay. You do have a one of the top-tier slot mm-hmm. corners. But I would just like, again, that insurance because – Again, I'm just thinking with the draft and how this board could fall like last year. I think they would have loved to have a J.C. Horn or a Patrick Sertain, but they didn't fall and they weren't going to force a pick there. So based on how the board could fall, based on also, who knows, the Eagles already tried to trade a draft pick for Calvin Ridley. Let's say they want to move up for one of those edge rushers. Let's say they only have one or two picks in the first two rounds instead of four. Are they going to make one of those guys, one of those picks, Trent McDuffie? You know, I can't imagine they would do that. So just again, mm-hmm. it's, you know, making sure you have that insurance policy and not getting to the point where it makes you complacent. I agree 100%. I would even scour that market that we just talked about where moving a pick for a guy like Calvin Ridley at wide receiver, DK Metcalf, is a wise decision to go about that. You can look around the league. There, I mean, cornerback, everybody's trying to find one. They're guys on the outs. Like Noah Igbenogany down in Miami, former mm-hmm. first-round pick longer guy athlete i mean you could probably get him for a day a late day two early day three pick in my opinion and i would be okay with that and i would say all right now let's turn our focus to the draft because you don't really need that home run that even grand slam style of signing you just need a base hit here like you just need to keep things rolling so that you don't have a steven nelson situation where i know people stood up for him, but people look at the tape. Like, the guy did not want to tackle. He didn't want to be around the football. You need a guy that wants to be physical on the on the outside because they're going to leave those guys on the island. The linebackers are going to be responsible for a lot of stuff in the front seven. You might not have safety's help on the back end, and you might be playing man like Darius Slay is, so you have to have at least have somebody who's capable of doing that. Sidney Jones and uh, Shannon Sullivan are free agents too. I know. So, Could you imagine if Zool said and uh, Chandon, all of that uh, would Jim Schwartz's favorite players or uh, Devontae Mosby was a high pick in the USFL. Draft, <laughs> and we're going <laughs> down memory was. lanes here. That he was. Gino will wrap up the show coming up next. Uh, big time wide receiver in the NFC East has been traded outside of the division over to the AFC. Another update on Deshaun Watson as well. That's coming up next. Not many things sweeter than seeing your division crumble from the inside out. We might see Mitch Trubisky in a New York Giants uniform. Washington just traded for our old friend Carson Wentz and Amari Cooper. The Eagle killer since Des Bryant is formally out of the NFC East. But the only thing sweeter than that, Lou, Bill Bars, dude. You knew I was going to hit you with that transition right there. It's that time of year where... 
people are starting to go out to beaches if you're in a, a nice area like California. The summer bods are going to be coming along. Instead of grabbing a candy bar, which I love, I grab a built bar because I know I don't need all the guilt, but I still want a lot of the flavor. You could get their delicious puffs flavors, which have marshmallow on the inside. For you big sweet fans like myself, it craves your sweet tooth without feeling any of the guilt, without feeling full, without feeling bloated. You're getting 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs, and up to 17 grams of protein, close to 20 grams of protein per bar. That's more than a piece of chicken or any type of sandwich you're going to have. And it's way more delicious. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. And they have any flavor that you could imagine, mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And you could always try the new white chocolate cookies and cream, Lou. Those things are out of control. white chocolate, hell yeah. And cookies and cream. You two matches made in heaven. Built bar. Go to built.com today. Check out the wide selection that they have. And it's always the lockdown podcast network that sent you. Built bar. They're delicious and nutritious. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back in to this Saturday edition of Locked On Eagles. We're wrapping up our week before free agency officially gets going and Gino, it's already been nuts. I mean, Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos. Carson Wentz traded to the Washington Commanders. And then you had, you know, the news the Eagles almost traded for Calvin Ridley. Khalil Mack's going to go to the Chargers now with that trade. Today, the trades kept rolling. Amari Cooper, the, as you mentioned before the break, the Eagle killer, the Ronald Darby ACL terror is now outside of the division because today the Dallas Cowboys traded Amari Cooper to the Cleveland Browns for a fifth and sixth round draft pick. I think the first thought I have is poor Amari Cooper. He's going to get that Odell Beckham treatment with Baker Mayfield, but I'm happy because Cooper, like I said, I mean, he tormented the Eagles kind of like Deshaun Jackson did for a while when he went back to the division. We might see two Eagle killers out of Dallas, Lou. And like I said on that transition into Bilt Bar, like this division is imploding and the Eagles are just swimming along, doing what they have to, swimming upstream. Dallas could lose Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper, and Lyle Collins. Like what are they doing? And they're paying their running back $14 million to get three yards a carry. I- As the old adage goes, running back should always have the highest contract on your <sighs> offense outside of quarterback yeah. because that's currently what Dallas is doing. But the Eagles, Lou, I think they still have moves in place to be made even before this free agency period. It was reported from Jason Lock and Floor that the Indianapolis Colts might have interest in Gardner Minshew. You and I talked yesterday to Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints, mm-hmm. and Zach Bond seems to be on the outs. Maybe a pick swap for a guy like Andre Dillard to replace a Teron Armstead. I know Teron Armstead's a tough guy to, uh, to replace there, but they need offensive line help. They're going to make a move. It's just a matter of time, in my opinion. You yeah. you came out with the, the article on Fox 43 that they're big game hunting, Lou, and I mean – 
if they're big game hunting, they may, might pick up a, a squirrel or a rabbit on the way, like get some assets if they can, because that's just what Howie Roseman does. I always think, uh, like, remember Alan Barbre, and they got a six-round pick from yeah, Denver right. for him? They're always going to look to make moves like that. And even if they get a pick swap for Dillard or a late day three pick and get Minshew, get a fifth-round right. pick for him or even more, they're going to walk away with more assets so that they – potentially could put together a package for guys like we're talking about and seeing everything else that's going on in the NFC and especially in the NFC East Lou, this thing is wide freaking open and I'm yeah. taking any shot I can to really make a run with what you have. You have a rookie quarterback contract. Let's shell out some money to positions where well, we and they're really trying, man. They just, yeah, it just takes two to tango. I mean, again, they were, they inquired about Russell Wilson mm -hmm. and they nearly landed Calvin Ridley and, uh, the report is they're going to be interested in guys like Chandler Jones and, you know, they're going to go for it. And um, I imagine they'll be interested in Marcus Williams too. And uh, so, yeah, there it's only a matter of time. It's just with some of these, you know, it's brutal. Like, you know, with Wilson, there's a no trade clause there with Calvin Ridley, Ridley there's a year long suspension. As you said, there, it's only really a matter of time. And meanwhile, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are getting worse to me and it, again, the logic doesn't make any sense what they're doing with all these very important positions. They're losing key players to prioritize Zeke and like they're going to resign Michael Gallup now to a double digit, you know, contract. So I don't understand the logic there either. But I mean, it's, it's news to the Eagles because, again, Cooper torched this team for uh, a long time. Uh, Gino, another uh, report just to get into Deshaun Watson yesterday did. Um, avoid any sort of criminal charges with his lawsuit. So the trade rumors are now officially swirling, but it doesn't look like the Eagles are going to be in on this. Why that is, that's a whole different matter because there has been reported interest for over a year now. Ian, even Ian Rappaport today said that, you know, still keep an eye on the Eagles. But according to Aaron Wilson from the Pro Football Network, the Eagles cooled off on the Watson deal once they realized that Watson would not waive his no trade clause. Either way, I'm just happy they're going to avoid that. I mean, one of the big moves that – and we talked about it the other day, so we won't dive too much into it. But, you know, the one big move I don't want to hear, you know, soon is is that one. And it doesn't sound like it's going to happen for either side. No, and there were multiple reports yesterday that had said the Eagles yeah. had cooled off on it. Aaron Wilson, he was a former beat writer of the Texans. He's well plugged into that market. Put out a pretty interesting string of text going into all the teams – uh, he went into Pittsburgh, he went into Cleveland, he went into the mm -hmm. Seattle situation. And I look at all those teams and it doesn't make a ton of sense to me why they would send them there. And I'm glad Philly isn't in the bidding market with these teams because I think those teams would be more desperate to make a move than a team like Philadelphia, right? And both you and I are glad we probably won't have to talk about this yeah. situation more than anything. And again, I think it has more to do with Watson than the Eagles. I think if Watson said, hey, I, I want to go to the Eagles, like I'll waive my no trade clause there and that's it. Like Russell Wilson did said, I want to go to Denver. I think they'd be willing to. I don't think that's – I think he doesn't want to do that. I don't care what the reason is, though. I just – I'm really glad we're going to avoid that because I would not have been looking forward to five shows a week with him as the quarterback. You know, I want to start quarterback more than anybody. You all know that, but I'm not willing to sell my soul for that. And, you know, even though he avoided, you know, criminal charges, I'll just never – you guys know, I would never feel comfortable with that. You know, it would be hard to enjoy that. And coming off of the whole ordeal with Carson Wentz and the articles that had come out the last couple of weeks about his tenure in Philadelphia, what happened in Indianapolis, 
I think you and I are just over the drama of the quarterback position. And to have Jalen, who for once is just a kid who puts his head down, goes to work, doesn't say boo, it's kind of nice to talk about a situation like that. And I think you and I are both ready to get to these three picks that they have and hit free agency because for once – we're not going to be stuck with having five picks and no cap money at all to where you're only doing band-aid signs signings. They can make a real impact here, Lou. And I'm glad we do this series every year because I think we've been pretty on par with where they ended up going in free agency. Yeah. Let's just hope the execution really is there and hope that Howie has turned that leaf. But at the same time, if you have a chance to land one of the big guys like Chandler Jones Man, I, I kind of would shell out the bank account for a guy like that because he could be a How true can you not? player. I mean, the most efficient pass rusher over the last four years when it yeah. comes to sack totals, and I totally get why they would want to do that. Uh, it's, I can't wait to see what happens. Tampering starts on Monday. You're going to pretty much find out all the moves that are going to happen Monday and Tuesday. It starts Monday at noon, so make sure you subscribe to Locked on Eagles. Gino and I will have a show later on Monday recapping all of the news, unless it's quiet, and then we'll dive into Mock Draft Monday. Monday. So we'll, we'll play it by ear, Gino, but I'm expecting based on the way the NFL news has been circulating the last few days, it's going to be a crazy couple days starting up on Monday. We're available in video form as well on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and then follow us on Twitter for live updates all throughout the day at Lockdown Birds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiase L-O-E. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. Thank you for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. As always, thank you for downloading, thank you for listening and watching, and let's go Birds. My Eagles fly. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.